In the holy name of Jesus, amen. After Christmas, I saw a blog about a church that has a live nativity scene in its parking lot during the holidays. They fill the parking lot with straw and animals and a manger and members of the congregation who are dressed like Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the wise men. This year it was cold, so shifts didn't last very long. People had to change in and out. They could only last about 20 minutes. And at one time when the shift changed, somebody asked a seven-year-old boy, how do you like being a shepherd? And he said, it's okay, but next year I want to be a pirate. The thing is, that is not as strange as it seems. Of course, it's not in the Bible, but neither is the little drummer boy or Rudolph or Santa Claus. And occasionally, when I visit your houses, I notice that they are kneeling at the manger too. And what about the wise men? If you listen to Jesus' title, he is king of the Jews. But the wise men don't fit. They are Gentiles. In fact, they are pagans. They are stargazers and sign readers. And yet, on this day, every year, when the wise men pay us a visit, we declare a feast day. This is epiphany. This is the day of the appearance of the revelation of Jesus light of the world. And we are reminded that this story has been filled with strange characters from the start. This entire story is built on a young virgin who becomes pregnant, her old aunt who also becomes pregnant, a speechless priest, a troubled fiancé, smelly shepherds, scary angels, a brutal king, and God appearing as a homeless refugee child in a stable. Seeing all of them in the story actually turns out to be a great relief for all of us. When they show up and they push the margins of the story out that wide, then it means that there is room for pirates and drummer boys, for Rudolph, for Santa Claus, for you, and even for me. This Christmas, once again, everybody is in and nobody is out. This is a story that is big enough for all of you. When the wise men saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they were undone. They fell down and they went to pieces. They knelt down, and they touched their foreheads on the ground. They kissed his hand. They did homage. They adored him, and they worshipped him. Those are all different ways to translate verses 10 and 11, but they all make the same point. This is not just a big story. This is a story that is big enough so that all of us can be ourselves. This is a story where we can meet Jesus without getting pretty first. This is a story where you come as you are, young or old, troubled or speechless, pregnant or barren, brutal, smelly, 
scared, homeless, gentle, pagan, stargazer, sign reader, or whatever your particular Christmas weirdness might be. You can come to this story and you can even come undone. This is a story where you can show up, kneel down, and unload. You can weep, you can tremble, you can laugh. You can lose yourself, you can confess, you can regret. You can believe, doubt, or even disbelieve. You can beg, you can wish, you can love, you can hope. You can even fall to pieces, and you can still be welcome as a normal part of this story. Why? Because Jesus already knew that you were going to do that. That's the reason Jesus came to earth. You hear it in the Christmas titles. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Jesus, the Christ, Savior of the nations, Emmanuel, God with us, and Word made flesh. Those names mean that you haven't got anything that's new. You haven't got any trouble. You haven't got any sin. You haven't got any weirdness that has not been seen before in the church. It also means that when you come to church, Jesus can forgive it and fix it. Every time you come to the church in the next year, you can kneel down just as you kneel at the manger and you can go to pieces. And then Jesus will pick up your pieces and put it back together again. He will do that as you see him, as you touch him, as you consume him at the Eucharist, as you love him, as you kiss him, as you adore and worship him. And just when you think you are doing all the work, just when you think you are working on him, you will discover that in reality, Jesus is working on you. And that is the very best and last part of the Christmas story. You come as you are, without getting pretty first, and Jesus works on you to make your wrongs right. So this isn't just a story about being included, although it is a story about that. And this isn't a story just about coming as you are, although it is a story about that. Most of all, this is a story about what Jesus does to us when we have come undone. Whenever we are absolutely wrecked and we are on our knees and all our pieces are clattering on the floor, that's when Jesus comes to us and puts us back together again. You see it in the very last line of the Christmas season the last line of the gospel here today. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, the wise men departed to their own country by another way. It is a very old truth, but it is still true. Jesus meets us wherever we are, but Jesus does not leave us there. 
Jesus warns us all about the bad stuff that accompany our normal way. And then Jesus gives us a new way home. So this year, in the year to come, like Zechariah and Joseph, like Mary and Elizabeth, like the shepherds and the wise men and the pirates, you can bring whatever troubles you've got. You can bring all your weirdness. You can bring every sin. You can bring it to the church and you can leave it here. You should come each week, kneel down, and dump your stuff off. But the most important thing is that you don't take it home again. The most important thing is that you go home by another way. Let Jesus care for it. Jesus will do a better job with your sin and your grudges and your anger and your worries than you will. Every week, come, leave it here, and then go home by another way, by a new way, a way that leads you to what is kind and loving and hopeful, what is beautiful and peaceful and true and happy. That is his final gift to you, this epiphany, this last day of Christmas, this twelfth day. That is his gift to you, but it works for you all year long. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen.